set out for a walk. The sun struck down on her back through the thin muslin of her gown, and she was glad when she reached the road out of the village where the tall hedges met above her head, sheltering her from the sun. The girls had been educated at the local school, and Frederica had furthered her education by reading voraciously. She worried often about what her life was going to be, She wished with all her heart that she had been born a boy. She could have joined a regiment like the squire's son, or she could have read for the bar, or she could have done any number of things denied to women. All she could think of doing when she grew old enough to be considered respectable was to advertise for a post of governess, and so escape the stifling hot grave that Barton Sub-Edge seemed to be on that fine day. Often her own boredom and discontent made her feel guilty. It seemed not so long ago that she had relished the beauty of the countryside and the changing seasons. She came out of the shadow of the tall hedges and into the sunshine once more, climbed over a stile beside the road and headed round the edge of a field of wheat toward Cummin Woods, which lay on the far side. She paused once she was among the trees. A breeze far overhead ruffled the leaves. In the centre of the wood lay a round dark pool, calm and secretive. Frederica stood by the pool and looked down at her reflection in the water. A thin face with large eyes and fine silvery hair under her sunbonnet looked up at her until a puff of wind ruffled the water and broke up her reflection. She sat down with a little sigh. God, she thought dismally, had not blessed her with a feminine mind. For all their discontent, her sisters could easily become immersed in trivia, the latest bit of gossip, the latest fashion, or the social column in the newspaper, which was a week old by the time it was passed down to them from Townley Hall. In most other parts of the country, she would not be allowed to wander about unescorted. But Barton Sub-Edge and the surrounding placid countryside had never been plagued with footpads or highwaymen. Unlike her sisters, she never dreamed of beau or romance. It had been dinned into her that her looks were unfortunate, and she knew she was expected to spend the rest of her days at the rectory, after her prettier sisters were married, to be a companion to her mother. She had no friends. Her mother was sharply aware of the social pecking order. Annabel, Sir Giles Crown's beautiful daughter, would have been rated a suitable companion, but Annabel was too high in the instep to befriend anyone from the rectory. The squire had only one son and no daughters. Everyone else was considered not socially high enough. She had made friends at school but after her school days were over, it was borne in on her that such friendships were not suitable and must end, and Frederica had been brought up to believe that daughterly duty and obedience were next to godliness. And, as she looked at the water, she had a sudden feeling that her life was to change, that something momentous was about to happen. Despite the heat, she gave a little shiver. 
Anxious to hold on to this feeling, although she was sure it was all in her imagination, and that she would emerge from this wood and go back along the dusty road to home to find everything exactly as it had been, she began to hurry home with a mounting feeling of excitement. With a little sigh, she made her way out of the wood. She held her skirts up as she walked around the edge of the wheat field. She was always being lectured on the state of her clothes. Then, as she reached the road and climbed the stile, she was aware of a damp feel to the breeze against her cheek and looked over to the west. Black clouds were mounting up against the sky. A storm was coming. She rushed along the road. By the time she reached the end of it and came out by the wall of the churchyard, the sky was black and she heard the first growl of thunder. She walked into the churchyard and round the square Norman building of the church to the rectory on the far side. The first thing she heard when she entered was the babble of excited voices from the rectory parlour. She walked in.